Hello, everyone. Yesterday, we covered a small recap of how traditional licensing and software licensing using blockchain can help build a secure system. I'm Anuradha, and today with me is Alex. Over to you, Alex, for your quick introduction. Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I, I've been working in, uh, in uh, software license, licensing for about uh, 11 years now in uh, various roles uh, from uh, auditor to consultant. Uh, and uh, in, in the past two years or so, I, start, I started working on a project of my own uh, called Licenseware, uh, where we're building an ecosystem of, uh, of apps for software license management. Okay. Thanks, uh, Alex, for that. So taking it further, I would like to focus one small question from your end that needs an answer is how does a decentralized approach will help to securely distributing the licenses and creation of licensing for end users? All right. Uh, yeah, so this is an interesting question and it's also something that I've uh, been working on with, uh, with a partner of mine called uh, Sean Lawless uh, from Immutable Soft. Um, so if you're into this topic, please check uh, immutable, immutablesoft.org. Um, there you're going to see an interesting project which basically applies uh, uh, what, what uh, this question entails. Um, and uh, just to, to follow back on your, on, on your question, uh, basically what, uh, what happens with, uh, with traditional means of, of software licensing, uh, is, is that it, they evolved over time. Uh, at first you had a license key, which is typically, was typically distributed with, uh, with uh, the, uh, the software package. Uh, it was actually a physical package in most cases, uh, uh, about, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and it evolved from that with also with the adoption of cloud and other uh, similar technologies where you just got uh, in uh, some cases the, the traditional licensing key, but just a registration link uh, where you could download the actual piece of software. Uh, and uh, uh, all in all, I think um, software licensing is still a commercially viable uh, revenue source for most software vendors. So although uh, technologies like the blockchain uh, exist, uh, which can definitely be leveraged for distributing and uh, licensing uh, their, their software releases, um, and it's, it's uh, completely transparent, it's auditable. Um, so from that point of view, it has like a clear advantage. Uh, there's still this commercial uh, and also kind of political aspect to the story because uh, uh, especially the big vendors, they, they generate a lot of revenue from, uh, from software audits. And uh, software audits are also good means to push their new product lineup. Uh, so whenever uh, a user might be caught under licensed, uh, in, in most cases, uh, this can be waived and uh, you could get uh, a discount on the new lineup of software. So, um, Taking into consideration these these uh, like generalized examples, uh, you could really have a clear picture why this is not really happening yet. There have been initiatives, uh, more in the sense of a proof of concept, to my knowledge, um, 
but no, uh, let's say, commercially viable and no uh, large scale type of implementation so far. So this is uh, indeed an interesting space to watch. Uh, and I think with, with, uh, with the blockchain, it's not just uh, licensing a piece of software. Uh, it can be uh, used for any type of digital asset. So it can be, I don't know, an NFT, it could be uh, a book, could be uh, a movie, uh, etc. So um, it can be used uh, with with the uh, with the power of smart contracts to to license uh, any type of digital asset to a certain extent because it has its limitations. Uh, within smart contracts, you can model, uh, let's say, not so complex uh, uh, licensing terms. But if you were to transact enterprise uh, level type of software on the blockchain, um, that becomes very, very complicated because the licensing models when it comes to server-side software for, for, uh, for enterprise use is, are really, really complex. So it would be very challenging to try to model that within a smart contract. So you would need an auxiliary system that would complement uh, that validation process. Um, and there are also other clear advantages, not just for, uh, for the uh, purpose of uh, transacting new software, but also for transacting uh, secondhand software titles. Um, right now, if you want to purchase secondhand software, uh, you have to make sure that uh, the seller and the buyer comply to the same licensing terms as, um, as expressed in the original contract uh, of the buyer. And uh, that is quite challenging. And it's being done by uh, basically having a manual, a human broker that would, uh, would do the matching between the buyer and the seller. And then uh, it's quite a manual uh, step in between because you need to check the contract and find someone that really fits the criteria. Sometimes these licensing contracts uh, have a geographical limitation or they could have a limitation related to, let's say, the scope of the, of the software, where the software can be used, which languages can it have, how many users can it have, etc. So you have to really make sure that you comply with these, uh, with these criteria. Uh, and it's also a matter of trust when it comes to second, uh, secondhand software because... Uh, the, a, a potential buyer would be a bit wary because uh, there have been numerous cases where uh, where uh, uh, you have like these phony sellers that sell pirated software or or they sell cracked uh, uh, software with uh, with uh, uh, yeah fake or pirated uh, uh, CD uh, license keys. Uh, and um, uh, there's there's an important uh, trust uh, element there. So the blockchain would be a really, really uh, good uh, solution to that because everything is traceable uh, and then all the transactions are being kept in an auditable place, not just for, uh, let's say, uh, the, the, the people who, uh, who took part in the transaction, but also an external auditor if need be. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting space to watch, and uh, it will take some time until uh, adoption is gonna really happen. Uh, as mentioned, with the uh, with the other political reasons at play, but uh, yeah, uh, check it out. Yeah, 
Uh, interesting part that you mentioned, uh, Alex, about the secondhand software licensing, right? So a lot of insights and looking forward to your initiatives that you're working with Immutable Soft. Maybe we'll see some good, I think, uh, algorithms or the good uh, POCs coming up to check on. Okay, going further, uh, how does the distribution rights uh, for the secure code of commercial software licenses can be done using block blockchain? Well, that can only be done uh, when the vendors uh, kind of buy into this model. Until the at least one of the big vendors are going to buy into this model, this might not take off um, because they hold the uh, distribution rights. So you need basically their approval to distribute their software. Um, it can also happen uh, through resellers. Um, you have uh, a lot of business being driven by, by resellers, but again, resellers comply to the rules set by defenders. Um, so then that's also again, uh, a bottleneck there when it comes to making this possible. Uh, you could have um, like newer uh, software houses that, that build products that uh, would look uh, to, towards a more, you know, a uh, future-proof type of system, uh, something more modern. Uh, so that that is possible, and uh, you could see that in the coming years. But uh, it's still um, again uh, an issue which uh, which has to come from the let's say well-established brands. It is something that I think uh, everyone in the organization needs to drive. That yes, we want to move software licensing to blockchain. I think that will build a more sustainable environment across us. And I think yeah. maybe that will help us uh, sustain and move ahead on blockchain. Yeah, there are clear advantages when it comes to, to distributions and transactions. Uh, using the blockchain makes everything more cost effective, uh, basically. Um, but um, there is still a lot of uncertainty whether this model will work or if it's going to be widely adopted. Uh, however, um, the decentralized app ecosystem is really growing uh, day by day and the, the blockchain, uh, let's say, uh, alternative applications are getting more and more attention. So it could be that uh, this will play an important role in the adoption of, of, of such, uh, of such uh, systems. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really confident that sometime in the future, this, uh, this is gonna take off. It's just a matter of time and who. True. So let's hope it that uh, I think Licenseware and Immutable Soft in their collaboration will see some great insights coming out on uh, decentralization of software licensing using blockchain. So thanks, Alex. Uh, it was great insights on this particular topic. Thank you once again. It was really nice uh, chatting. And uh, yeah, please get in touch if you want to uh, drive a conversation deeper. So uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Alex. Thanks once again.